see that it's weird because it's not even like i didn't i guess i didn't see it great but it's not even it's just like a cumulative thing you know i do know <laughs> about the accumulation uh-huh we've accumulated right i do think that this is my new podcast position oh you're just gonna lay back well it gets right in there mm -hmm. the microphone right and i feel like i've got a got a good eye line uh-huh you know, so that we can communicate like human beings. Yeah, sure. Sure. You, you lay back. It I seems... mean, there was a while where one of us was just like flopped on a beanbag chair. Right. That was a whole energy of podcasts. Then we were all upright for, for the last few. Right. Now we're oh, back, but... a new kind of collapse. But is upright better? I don't know. Let's see how this goes. We're going to find out. Uh, listeners, write in. Please, is flopped Scott uh, better or worse um, version of Scott. Uh, you decide, and we'll listen to your feedback. We're here to you sculpt us into the podcaster you need. You Email, know? subject line, floppy Scott. Yes. So this is I Don't Heart Radio. I am Summer Krinsky. I am Scott Murphy. And this could not be your next favorite band because I think we're we're I, we don't we're not quite talking about a band. We're gonna do a little. We've been. Um, pretty uh, off the beaten path of what the podcast is supposed to be about um, as we have been personally uh, working on a record with all of our time and energy. Um, I, I think there's some bands we're going to mention throughout this podcast, but it we're... It could uh, happen. Yeah. Uh, we're still music enjoyers that have been working on a lot of music, and uh, we're going to talk about some music. It has things. hurt my ability. Like, I have been loving enjoying music for the last six months. Yeah. But the last month has made it harder to enjoy music. Is this episode 25? Is, is this six months of podcast? This is episode 25. Wow. Yep. That's so wild. Dedicated. I mean, that is pretty... I mean, we've slowly... Uh, gotten later in the week as we release but um we're gonna get right back on it after this show um we were playing a show on uh sunday october 30th a halloween show in indianapolis at which Healer. is gonna be tomorrow yes we're um, putting so this out tonight so the please. show will be tomorrow yes and um if you're in the area it's gonna be an awesome super fun time and um there's another show that we haven't announced widely yet but right here you heard it first november 14th at pj's logger house in detroit michigan formerly um, pj's oh you're right is this the first show we're playing there as just logger house we are playing at just logger house for just the first time logger house we played a show there um where I famously told someone um, to ask PJ it's his logger house very sassily. Yeah. Um, and now I cannot say that anymore. PJ has sold it. It is some other man's logger house, and he has not put his name on the building yet. Yeah, don't really know whose logger house it is. But we'll find out. We'll report back, people. Um, So we are hanging. We're really it's just, almost Halloween. This is a decompression. We just got some wizard costumes. Yes. Um. You have uh gotten a beard to put on your beard. You're going to double Well, I'm going to shave. You're going to shave and then put on a fake Because you're red now. Right. We well, had so a deal. So that is part of the deal. And that I think is kind of actually uh important. So we 
part of the deal, part of starting this podcast, part of quitting um, the day job and working on music full time. Um, there were several other parts of that deal. We've made so many deals. We've made lots of deals. Part of it was if I quit my job, Scott would wake up at 9 a.m. to work on stuff, which we mainly consistently have. I've been waking up later, but yeah. um, that, that's like a, 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 we're still on that cumulative lack of sleep cumulative. situation that's happening. Um, but we also made a deal about, uh, like trying more in our because we uh, both of us aren't um looks focused people um but but it it is like a thing that people hire someone to do if you're um in the entertainment industry and so uh in we're not gonna hire someone to do that uh right now for us so we figured we should try try so summer is red i've become red my hair is red um, Scott's gonna shave his face and then put on immediately put on a fake beard. Um, is this what you wanted? Is this what will make? Is this what is will this make what, you love us? Yeah, um, maybe, perhaps. So, for some reason, this is what we have decided the world wants. If they, if anyone wants to see your red hair, first off, they could come to the show in uh, Indianapolis absolutely. tomorrow, yeah. or they could go to your Instagram page, which is at Summer, Summer like, like the, the season, season music, music and yours is a ton of underscore mastering isn't that great that's awesome that's where you can see all the stuff um so we today are i think we're going to talk about spooky stuff yeah well that's where i was because like the uh, i i have a spooky topic okay um so i thought we were going to maybe tell some spooky stories we um, can start off with spooky stories. Well, it's Halloween time. We just were at the Halloween store. It was spooky in its um, dystopian mall situation, um, yeah. which is which is not like a, a, a spooky um, Halloween story. It's just like uh, felt very felt bad, you know, dystopian, spooky. Like what a bad, what a world. bad time. <laughs> We we sat in a lot of traffic. The Halloween store was totally cleared out, which was kind of funny. Like it was just like wiped out of all of the stuff. It was wiped out of every single costume except Spirit Halloween bet big on the DJ Marshmallow costume. Yeah. And let me tell you DJ Marshmallow, sorry you you should sorry, feel bud. bad. Feels like you might not actually be a thing because no one gives a shit about you. It's funny, there's so many DJs with like trying to do the dead mouse thing yeah. where they have like whatever head the face yeah. yeah and like i mean I, there <laughs> if i ever told you about oh man i don't know if i can remember the name it's like dj silver panda or something like that cool uh maybe it's a white panda is that a dj did they have the the helmet they had a helmet um of whatever it was something panda i think yeah. it was white panda and they um were like uh, one of the weirdest acts we ever had at L Club yeah. because they were like, you know, um, they basically tricked the internet. So they had like millions of streams and like, yeah. you know, the classic, like we're going to tour mid-sized venues, 500 cap, cap rooms, you know, um, s we have millions of streams on YouTube, uh, sensation, DJ, lots of remixes. Um, and they were doing a big tour and when they got to, um, they, they made a big deal before they came 
that um, they needed all of this bullshit for the uh, confetti cabin. Ca- uh, what am I saying? Cannons. Confetti yeah. cannons. Um, so they needed like nitrogen tanks or uh, it was like a whole they needed a bunch of shit they needed a bunch of shit um and there were like many emails from like a very uh demanding manager about the confetti tanks and what had to be there for them and where they they needed like a specific placement and all of this and um we heard about it leading up to the show for so long and then we get to the show. They've got the confetti tanks. It's a guy in, like, whatever goofy DJ head hat thing. Yeah. And there are, like, five people that come. Hell yeah. It was the most weird, underattended event I've ever seen happen at that venue. It was... um, And then the cannons went off. It was, like, five people. Oh, the cannons people. still went they off? Still, they still did the cannons? I mean, I, you gotta fire the you cannons. You gotta do you the, got cannons. the cannons. Oh, that sucks. But it was, like, so sad. You know that just gave me sound person PTSD. Okay. Um, speaking of helmets, we did a yearly show oh, with a band that dressed like stormtroopers. Yeah, they're very famous. Yeah, for doing stormtrooper band. Band. Yeah. So the thing is, is that the first year they did it, they sound checked first off all fucking day. Um. And they refused to put their stormtrooper helmets on during sound check. Yeah. And I was like, "Do you want to sound check with the helmets on?" And they were like, "Probably change the sound." They were like, like "No, why? Like it? They're you know, we don't it's hard to the... breathe. You yeah, know, whatever." Which I, I'm sure well, it I mean, is. Sure. But also, but it's then a they... giant thick helmet that's going to change how it things goes sound. over your entire head yeah and your head is where your ears are which is where you perceive sound mm-hmm. so then they come out and there's like a lot of people there because people are children and uh they play like one song and then they fucking storm off stage the stormtrooper storm yeah they they like they just like fucking leave and then i have to go back there i'm like hey you have to go play your set. And they're like, the monitors are all fucked up. Like, you changed them and all that. I'm like, you are wearing the helmet. a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to you a have to go do that. thick helmet. Yeah. Like, it's not like a, I don't know. It, they're, they're it's like giant. a biker giant helmet, stormtrooper helmet. It's it's not so, made out of, like, they didn't cheap out on the material. It's like a super The second thick. day, and the show <laughs> runs for three or four days, and they play every day. So then the second day, we had to go, we did sound check again, but this time they wore their helmets, and uh-huh. they did admit that they were wrong. So, eat it, stormtrooper band. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So DJ Marshmallow, you should feel bad for yourself. So yeah, this Halloween store, it was cleared out of like everything. You got the last wizard hat and then there was just a wall of DJ Marshmallow. (laughs) (laughs) There were two, there were two outfits that were not cleared out. It was DJ Marshmallow and um, like the hazmat suit. Well, and the uh, the, the plague the doctor. Plague doctor, which yeah. you know, I think that this year we're all a little traumatized. No one particularly wants to play the plague doctor. Um, so, DJ Marshmallow, you're equivalent to um, the plague doctor. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's you know, 
I think the Plague Doctor might have been doing a little better actually. Yeah. There was there were there was several walls wall of DJ. Of there DJ were there was one and then they were kind of scattered throughout the shit. Yeah. The store. <laughs> Don't you want to be DJ Marshmallow? Uh what what's your what's your spooky shit? Well, I was just thinking like uh, this is not music related, but it's like we're doing a little Halloween episode. Uh, what a, like I know we've both had some spooky occurrences. Do you, like do you want to talk tell me a ghost story? Tell me, like, the creepiest thing that's ever happened to you, the most haunted occurrence. Okay, well, the spookiest thing that has ever happened to me, uh, so this was, it was, like, during pandemic, and I was, uh, I was setting up my audio listening station. Uh Uh-huh. So I was just, I was just, like, rearranging everything in the room, you know, like, all the furniture, all of the shit. And I had gotten to the point where I was doing, like, what if books were over here? Or, like, what if I did some diffusion and all that? So I had, like, uh, I brought out my collection of books, you know, my large. It's kind of, for whatever reason, my book collection is the only thing that I've kept, like, every time that I move. Yeah, I mean. You know? Yeah. Whatever. That's my That's my thing. So... I have books that I've had for like 10 years and I have a copy of Swan's Way by Proust because I'm very fancy boy and a I was moving it and a picture fell out. It was me and an old friend playing music. It was like a Polaroid picture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me and a friend playing music and the... The thing is, is that it, like I made like a big mental note of it when it happened. It wasn't like a like a you know like a thing that went unnoticed because the thing about Swan's Way is it's a it's a book about nostalgia, yeah, and like falling in love with your own nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So when it happened, I went, "Oh, that's really funny." An old picture just fell out of this book, you know, like it had been used as a bookmark or whatever. Uh huh. And I was like, "Ah, hilarious." That night, I find out that my buddy had passed away, like, that day. That was like, that was in the photo. That was in the photo. Yeah. Um. You know, so this is, it's sad, but also very spooky. Yeah, that's so eerie. That is the spookiest thing that's ever happened. Kind of magical. I mean, it's sad, obviously, but it almost feels like there was, like, something, something reaching out to you as he right. left. Right. No, it's really that that's like some really weird powerful shit. My spooky is not as powerful. Oh, okay. Give me your weak ass spooky. It's just a weak, but like it you know, I'm it it was the creepiest thing that's ever happened to me and it's I still can't quite explain it. Uh-huh. Um I was living in a house in college and um there were seven of us in the house. Uh there was a one of the housemates deemed that we uh, he he decided we had a ghost named Toby that lived on the third floor because there was a closet that was kind of creepy on the uh-huh. third floor that as you came up the stairs the door would open a lot and it would like close it would like suddenly slam shut and then it would open on its own and it just felt like um there was some situation with this closet and we called it like Toby's closet and as soon as Toby was named 
more ghostly activity seemed to happen and and there's stories from other people um and and for like i lived there for two years and for the first year um i feel like there there were stories people would report things like um seeing a figure behind them in the mirror and then they turn around and they don't see anything or um someone like slept on our couch once and said she woke up with um and saw a figure at the end of the couch so like there were, but it's also like, you know, kind of everyone's freaking each other out. It's a little bit playful. And then um, I had never had any sort of paranormal experience ever. And I sort of took it all in jest. Yeah. Um, and then one night I was sleeping in my room and I was not alone. I was there with the person I was dating at the time. So we were both like totally asleep. Um, and we both shoot up from a dead sleep uh-huh. at the same time both of us shoot up out of sleep and he like i know what i heard and i don't know why he also shot up but we, we both shoot up okay and um he turns so i i shoot up because i hear footsteps walking from the door of my room to the bed yeah distinctly uh-huh. I, like plop plop I'm a light sleeper and yeah. I hear it's not like I it's not like the footsteps are coming from another part of the house. It's not a big room. It's like the same size room as the room we're recording this podcast in, which yeah. I mean, I, I would you'd probably know the dimensions. 10 by 12. Yeah, so it, it's not a big room. It's not like um oh, I hear them from the other side of a large room and then it, no, it's, you oh, hear it could them be in, in the room. I hear them yeah. in the room walking from the door to my bed fuck that so i shoot up because i hear that he shoots up next to me and before i have the chance to say anything to him he turns to me and says is someone in the room confirmation the moment he says that the poster from behind us no. falls no on no, both no, of no, us. no 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 and we're like yeah it like falls on both of us from behind us and, and the weird thing is that the footsteps that i heard came distinctly from the door to the bed not from you know it was like yeah. so yeah it was and, and we both started screaming yeah T- turned on the lights i mean it was not like hard to search the room it was a very small room so we like um you know look under the bed look at like the tiny closet like no one is in the room with us yeah we look out in the hall, no one's awake, no one else is up. It's the middle of the night. But like we we both just I mean we both heard it. We both heard he thought someone was in the room. I was certain someone walked from the door to the bed and then the poster fell on us. It was so creepy. This same house, we later discovered a room under the driveway. No, I don't like that. So I don't like that at all. We, what was that? What the, was the room? Okay, so w- we don't totally know. You doing Pizzagate? It- I'm telling you, this is all. This is a weird house in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that I lived in for two years, and a lot of strange. So, okay, the the room under the driveway. It started with um, there was this like hole, uh, like a pothole in the driveway, like uh-huh. you know, not kept up very well. Um, and it starts getting deeper and deeper, and we're we're like start like you know our cars are going like bonk bonk every time we go over it's getting like really deep uh-huh. and then um 
my one housemate she twists her ankle in it because it's so deep she's like walking back from so it's cursed it's like a cursed hole she she twists her ankle in it um and like really hurts herself and i think at that point we're like we we go out there to look at it because it's like yeah it's been getting so deep like it it, it, as though it like it i don't like as though there's nothing below it almost right yeah we go out and look and someone like for some reason we did this in the night too it was like she came back it's pitch it's pitch black out it's like dark out yeah she comes back and twists her ankle really badly in it and even though we've been experiencing the hole for like a long time it's in the night that we went out there and we all were looking at it and someone shines a light and it's like they look and they, they see like at the bottom of it it goes deeper yeah like it looks like there's like a hole within the hole and so he's shining a light and he's like what the what the hell like this looks like it goes even deeper into the ground and so my ha- one housemate he he gets like this we find this really long stick uh-huh. and he's six foot tall right yeah and um he pulls the stick he holds it next to him and it's l- taller than him okay, okay so we got at least a seven so foot have, tall stick it's over six feet you know okay, um yeah. so we start lowering it into the hole and it doesn't touch a bottom don't like it all, all the right. way down okay no bottom yeah so we're like what the fuck we like kick back some dirt we shine the light we see there's like a literal there's a room under the driveway and get this so like People were like, maybe it's a septic tank or something, you know, like an old yeah. abandoned whatever. Yeah. There's a like empty beer bottle in it. Oh, a no. hole under the a yeah. room under the driveway. There's no entry to it. There's no entry. No, it's a driveway. But there's wha- no. So what's what's there? What's in the hole? There's what's not- in the room? Well, so I wanted to go down and see because all we could see from shining the light was a beer bottle. And, like, I'm totally, like, fast. I'm Nancy Drew, right? I'm right. Like, we have to find out. They are freaked out. Everyone else in my house is like, no, we are not going in. We're, like, this is, we're calling the landlord. They called the landlord. The next day, the landlord came and filled it with pebbles. So. What? No. Yeah. There's a mystery. You so just we, fill it with yeah, pebbles? We don't know. We don't know. That's the, that's, the, yeah, but that was the house where, like, the, all the creepy stuff happened, so, um, maybe Toby, the ghost, oh, came had, from the hole. Yeah. That, okay. Isn't that weird? Ghosts I, are real. I mean, I, I'm not, like, a paranormal, bully- I don't buy in right. to, I'm like a- I mean, I wasn't. Up until but the last half hour, it, and now I'm ghost-pilled. This is, that's I mean, some ghost my shit. only experience, I've never had another experience, like- that yeah and i've had people try to you know talk about like oh the main justification for the room under the driveway people say is like maybe it was an old septic tank thing but why was there an empty beer bottle i mean did you see like were there walls or did you make any sort of structure out not really just and like i do know there's also like tunnels under ann arbor right because there was like the underground railroad went through ann arbor so there's also steam tunnels which were the heating systems so there's lots of like different maybe it did connect to a system but i don't because they filled it with pebbles i think it was just a 
a hole, like a room in the ground. I, I wish I had better answers. Um, but I don't like this room in the ground ghost. That's my Halloween story. I don't, that's my only spooky unattributable. You know, I've had plenty of things where I'm like, I can justify that one to this day. Footsteps, poster, mystery, mystery room. Yeah. Ugh. Now I've got full heebie-jeebies. Did it give you goosebumps? Yeah, you did. You fucked me up. <laughs> so what's what's your part two of? Uh, I know you had some spooky stuff to talk to. Talk, yeah. Talk to. Oh, I mean, it's like you got some spooky stuff to talk. I got. To? I, I I think that it's like spooky adjacent. Okay. I just started to get like. Uh, we've been recording an album, and I get I only get like a half hour of quality like internet time a day at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm just you know because I like to wormhole. I started being like, what are people doing with cryogenics now? Because, mm. you know, a story that popped up. That is certainly spooky. And I, first off, immediately discovered that it's not called cryogenics, you stupid peasant. Uh, it's cryonics. Okay. Cryogenics is for food. Okay. Yeah. They just changed that. I don't know. Or was it always I, been? It's always been cryonics, and then, you know, through pop culture, they Maybe. just started okay. calling everything cryogenics, but okay. that refers specifically to, like, food transport. Uh-huh. Cryonics is the, like, heads in jars and stuff. Right. Like Walt Disney situation. Supposedly. Oh, it's not confirmed? That's not confirmed. Really? That's I, a rumor. That's just a rumor? That's just a rumor. I mean, it's kind of got to be, though, it's right? It's kind of got to be. It's just Disney itself. I'm so, I'm sorry. I know there are a lot of huge Disney fans, but I, I just like feel like the entire thing is so creepy. I guess maybe as a Jew, <laughs> that I just would... am a little creeped out by the whole Disney, the like happiest place on earth thing, but he's like a big Nazi. He's He was quite a big Nazi. Yeah. So, I, you know, but... I also just I just feel like the whole like you know the the no one dies at Disney thing. Oh right, they How they take anyone who before they pronounce them dead, they take them off the Disney property. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like that goes along with cryogenics or cryonics. Cryonics. Yeah. Um. I don't know why. You know, there's a whole facility near um in in Scottsdale. We've driven by. There's a. That a would big, make sense because of all there. the, the yeah. olds. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it's really interesting because there is like the first wave of cryonics. Uh, it starts to like they start to make the facilities in the 60s and 70s. And it really? gets that long ago. Yes. Uh, like the first. Um, That's interesting. Did they already know that? Because I know like the concept is sort of based around like we've cooled people down to save them from like a little bit longer from the brain damage that that makes it like even if you come back you're not going to um be a very functional person and i know that like started to kind of be understood around people having like heart attacks or strokes in the snow or like having having like episodes where they were losing oxygen to their brain and then they you can prolong it like you know we're talking about like getting like an extra 10 minutes you know I think it's more than that. I think it's hours when you when you are oh. able to freeze someone. Um, I think you because we were, oh 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 medically freezing. I'm, yes. but I'm saying that when you when you pass out in the snow, you're getting that's like sure. a, yeah yeah. 
uh, but yeah, I'm uh, uh, medically freezing. But I think that that is how they started to learn that that was a thing. Yeah, they started to like gather up. Now, so the thing is, is that it um it does not work. <laughs> okay. Uh, as of this moment. But well, I mean, okay. what does work is is, is sometimes yes, you can medically like medically freezing, freezing. To a, like the rabies person. The rabies there, there person. Was a, maybe. The only time they've ever been cured of rabies is well, they medically. Uh, but it's not the only. T- we listened to that whole podcast. It turns out the that first. Sorry, the first. The on record first Western documented case. Yeah. And then also maybe others. But the very first Western documented case was fairly recent, and it was because they medically froze. Maybe because. Probably. It, it seems probable. Uh, but it, like, hasn't been recreated. I know. I think it had. It was, it was, it changed your survival rate from 100% death to, like, 90% death. Like, it, it did. They, um, they've done it on, I think it was, they've done it on 30 people. Yeah. And, like, six survived that's huge though yeah but then it was combined with the the fact that maybe people have been surviving rabies for like the last five thousand years it was like maybe some people but it's very rare right it it still ups your chance you know it's clearly if six out of 30 instead of what typically seems to be like a zero percent Sure. You know, even so, if, cold okay. is great. <laughs> so people love the cold. Well, and people are like all into that like cryotherapy shit, where you like yeah, yeah, yeah you they're know, doing that now. Okay. Like I'm gonna be very cold. Yeah. Um. So cryonics, it, it's just there's a very interesting history there. Mm-hmm. Um. In that they started in like the 60s and 70s. I had and no they started, idea it was that long ago. Uh huh. And they would be like, okay, we're taking your body and we're freezing it, and perhaps. We'll unfreeze it, you know? Uh, Can you imagine paying rent after you're dead? Yeah. Here's what's really funny about the early cryonics. Yeah. So about 200 to 500 people were frozen in various cryonics facilities Mm -hmm. in America. And they have gone bankrupt. So those bodies were... Uh, disposed of. <laughs> well, I mean, you only got so long for them to figure it out, right? Th- I mean, yeah, they went bankrupt <laughs> like eight years into it. <laughs> so it's just uh, so the only the only body that remains preserved from that first round of like, ooh, we're gonna do cryonics. Yeah, is the first one. They they like. They, you know, they had to like liquefy the stock, so uh-huh. to speak. But the first dude, is they were he like, like the founder, or is he just? He the, was just the first volunteer. The first in okay. so they felt like that would be gauche. Okay. <laughs> to to unthaw that dude. It kind of would be good. It for would them. be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's he? You know anything about him? I would just be. It's in the. It's in my phone, but I it's think fine. that's gener. I can't remember everyone's names he's all the time. He's just a guy. He's a His frozen. Name he's a popsicle Freezy McFreezer, Mister right. Popsicle Man, <laughs> the first Popsicle Man. Freezer burn. Freezer burn the dude. Right. <laughs> and what I just think is really interesting about it is, first off, you know, the idea of you know, like, oh, we could preserve the body after death, uh-huh. and, and like all that spooky shit. Um. But I was reading some articles because the um, there's like a facility 
Um, I think it was about the Scottsdale one. It has like 200 bodies in it. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, when reached for comment, this other like boring doctor was like, yeah, cryonics is just like what you get high and talk about in your dorm room. Like, it's stupid. Yeah. And it just has like such, that's like such small dick energy from a, from a doctor. You don't like that he's poo-pooing it. I don't, well, it's just that, so the thing is, is that cryonics, it's, you're either getting interviews with people that are fucking crazy. Yeah, they're like, and this like, is gonna work. It, give like, it like one more year and you'll see, they'll bring back the army of the dead. Like certainly quacks. Uh-huh. And then the the counterbalance to it is always just like a giant wet blanket. Uh-huh. And I don't feel like that's going to get anything done. Yeah, you want someone who believes in both the scientific method and... Um, and has a little, uh, like, uh, a little gusto. Well, I mean, it doesn't feel outside the realm of possibility to me. And I know, as a um, non-medical doctor, um, I know that my opinion does not necessarily matter. Right. Uh, but, but do your research. as a reader of sci- science fiction and um, a fan of uh, imaginative ideas, it seems like I, it just it just seems like something. I, I well, mean, what it, about this? Like, look at this. I mean, we can what freeze, else could we be doing? Well, we do freeze successfully people's eggs and sperm, right? Right. Yeah, right? yeah. You can freeze stuff for sure. We freeze meat. And it's a question of figuring out what it is. Like, I think that it gets into, like, the very spooky stuff of, like, where does your personality live? Yeah. In your meat sack. Yeah. Like, is it somewhere. In the, the connection of neurons that form over time? Is it this magical spirit that leaves the body and then is that gone? Doesn't, that isn't real? Right. Well, it must go surreal. Right. I don't think that's real. Right. But I think that the majority of humanity does. Does, but that's the problem. Uh-huh. They're all believing in this very specific kind of ghost. Right. And so many of them, and I think that that colors are like scientific endeavors a little bit. Well, I think just from like a very, you know, I have like just some coding experience and just like from some coding experience, you start to really think about um, everything through that lens. Right. And... um that I think it's freaky to people that such complexity can possibly arrive yeah. from just, um, you know, coded DNA and experience. But I mean, but we're I, just, I just an electrical skeleton. Yeah. You know, we're and just I don't a- think that that's a bad thing is the thing is I, you know, I'm look, I think that it hasn't been proven one way or the other, but if I were to take a guess, my guess is that we're just an electrical skeleton seems yeah. pretty and now, that's the whole deal and we, i don't think that that's bad i think that that's still magical and i, mm-hmm. I think that writing that off is not magical not magical as magical as there being this like um other dimension of yeah like i think that if there is this magical spirit that leaves then you can't r- bring people back to life wouldn't it be cooler if we could well i have a very spooky thought Okay. That I kind of like sometimes when I'm up too late uh-huh. and I kind of get like wrapped up in my own thoughts. Uh-huh. So I think that the technology could exist. Yeah. That would be able to clone a brain. Right. Like complete, like completely and totally. Yeah. 
like take your core experience, mm-hmm. everything that you've ever known, everything that you've ever felt, everything that would make up like a one to one of like what makes you you. Yeah, it's just like cloning your neural pathways. I think that that could be done, which would extend your the the consciousness that you have it would be able well, to extend so over and over but you you die. would die right and that's an argument i mean i have this conversation with uh my housemate a lot and that it, is that you dying I yes. Guess, yes yes and then do you, does does it matter right does it matter is the qu- it, like you like your personality would continue to exist but uh, the question is is that such like a fucking like terror verse that like when you wake up next to you knowing that like y- like the next generation of you right would know uh-huh that that's you like previous generation you would know that they are the next the second yeah. gen I mean you would probably you would like like would it have to be set up that you don't know you know, like, well, does it clone well, every then, memory up to? Here's the problem. Yeah, that that that's how people end up in the most likely we're living in a simulation thing. Is that if we were to get to the point of different, but the same thing is that like if we were to get to the point w- in which we are lying to the you know clones of us so that they don't know that they're not you, then the most likely scenario is you are a clone. Yes. Right? Right, right, right. Because there's infinity clones and there's only one first. So, like, that is, um, uh, I don't know what that is. Does it matter? Like, at some point, you just go, like, it's it's hard to wrap your brain around, but then right. it's, it's like, just kind of just, fun. It kind of, like, fades. No, but, like, say that is the universe we end up living in is one where we are successfully able to map the human neural pathways and we can just, like, pop out another when you're dying. Mm-hmm. Is that, um, uh, does that just, like, fade into, um, it's, like, something that your clone will get high and think about but otherwise live their yeah. life? <laughs> that's that's kind of like deep Star Trek lore mm-hmm. is that, um, y- you know, so, like, there's the, the teleporters yeah. in Star Trek. There is a, a a pretty compelling fan theory that every single time you teleport you die. Yes. Yeah. Because you're getting completely and totally disassembled. Uh-huh. And then the new assembly is a complete and total copy yeah. of that original person, but you have died. And that there's um like the the kind of like fun thing. This is for all the Star Trek people out there. In okay. the original series there's a uh, Dr. McCoy, who's like a medical doctor, but like, you know, a future, like super duper space doctor. Yeah. And he refuses to use the teleporter. And it's is it's as if he knows. He knows. Yeah. And the question is, if you know, does that mean you don't do it? Does that mean you don't use it? Or do you just go like, who cares? The copy of me will go. Lives on. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? But I mean... I would say that the difference is that you're co- like you're dead. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then functionally in the narrative of like what you're up to. Oh, yeah, yeah. I nothing. mean your story continues. Right. But generation 2, mm-hmm. 
dead. Right. Yeah. Like definitely well, from okay, one to three. Would you in this scenario would you use the tel- teleporter? Yeah, I mean, I probably would. You would. I'm saying that I would. Oh. Yeah, I'm I not you making it. No. I'm not. I'm not making a case against using the teleporter. Uh-huh. I'm just uh, aware of. Like that, that is probably the limitation of whatever uh, life extension technology exists. Probably. I mean, the thing is, you'd have to fix what killed the person to start. If you're trying to bring back the same body. Yeah. Um, you'd well, have then to... there's all of this degeneration and like fucking like bad hardware to deal with. Right. And Whereas point... like a personality is software. Yeah, you could just, you could just port it. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that will be the like. I think that you could. I think that you could copy a consciousness, Mm -hmm. but transferring a consciousness is where there's a hardware software issue. You mean if you were to try to just like take someone's brain and put it into the next body? Yeah, I'm thinking that that's That's a whole way harder. That's a whole fucking problem. Uh huh. Uh, like I mean, have you ever just like tried to zip a file that's huge and send <laughs> yeah, it yeah, to yeah, someone? Yeah, yeah. It's like, so how does that? How has that gone wrong? And yet somehow, like something is screwed up in the process, and then it like ruins everything. Like, yeah, one, one bit. thing's off. Yeah. Um, but then also, like we have done amazing. You know, we're we're talking to like ourselves a hundred or someone else a hundred years, two hundred years down the line. Like, who knows? Yes. Maybe they figure it out. Maybe we just, you know. So they, I think the craziest thing is they have mapped the neural pathways of a fly. Right. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. So they like, they did the, you know, I think the the human brain has, you know, it's like a trillion. It's it's crazy. It's like an absurd amount of um, neural connections. And like. A fly is the the simplest brain, I think. Yeah. And um, it's still like quite a a billion. Yeah, it's still I I don't I'm I don't remember how many, but it's a I'm lot. just yeah it's numbers. And, um, but they have mapped a fly, and they can make like if you turn on the mapped neural pathways of fly, it behaves like a fly. Right. They could make robot. Fly robot brain. fly that and behaves, that behaves exactly like, like a, a fly. fly. Yeah, which is, um, you know, it's confirming the the uh, it's it's the most evidence so far. I think to confirm yeah. that you are probably uh, that mappable. And, yeah, Cre- that, recreatable. That, com- that combined with the fact that when you um you know get like a head injury, it can have a huge effect on personality. Right. You know. Oh, I mean. Obviously, our our the little meat sack inside of our skull governs our personality. Yeah, I mean, it would seem obvious, and yet, like, uh, my ghost story would uh, it would say otherwise. Would say otherwise, and, and then you have to wonder why do we as humans, uh, why are we so attracted to the idea that it's otherwise when when all like logic. Is it just because we want to see things as? Uh, Do we want to you know? exist outside of reality a little bit? Maybe. I mean, I think that that is like a, a core facet of human life, and every it's not just about like m- 
mystical magical death but like Mm. we like to tell stories you know we like to make stuff up we like to dream and um like do imagination yeah so that that that's like an extension of like what if i had an imaginary uh like magical soul yeah i don't know i wonder why maybe that's it maybe it's just like the the love of imagination but it seems across cultures this there's this like um lore of the soul and there's like a lore of the paranormal right yes oh always uh, yeah yeah yeah. i mean there's religion and ghosts everywhere right have you ever done a haunted um like a haunted gone to a haunted house or pl- not like a haunted house set up for Halloween but like yeah, a yeah, place yeah, but like uh, that is supposedly supposed to be. haunted yeah. uh-huh I don't I don't think that I've ever gone to like a tourist trap haunted location no I have. oh you have what was it like I was in Scotland um yeah? in Edinburgh did it um so there are tunnels under the city like all over that are the old city basically when the Black Plague happened, they like built. It was just all right. so oh, cool. Plague tunnels. It was plague tunnels. Hell so yeah. it was all so like you know horrible and disgusting. People, you know, so many people died, and yeah, they basically built a city on top of an old city because yeah. they had to like rebuild everything. And so there, the old city is under the city, and there's tunnel entrances basically, um, and there's different tours you can do of tourist trap things there's like a daytime tour where they just show you the tunnels and they like you can walk through them and then there's the haunted tour which of Uh course is the version i went on um so so with the haunted tour they tell you plague stories yeah as you're going through them and um they like the each room they like there's they you go to areas you're going all under the city especially it's really cool because you yeah. like, walk through the tunnels under the city and uh there's like different left behind like tales from different areas they like tell you about i mean it was really it's like gory plague stuff but yeah. it's um I, someone got so freaked out on the tour i was on yeah that they had to leave Hell like yeah. they didn't say what happened. They were like, "We gotta. I have to get out of here. I have to get out right. of here." Right. Well, I mean, so, you're I don't underground. Know. You're getting told spooky stories. Yeah. So, I mean, that does something very. They get you a little drunk too. They give you wine. Ah, nice. <laughs> so, the uh, that does uh, not to be like a skeptic buzzkill, but I do think this is fun and cool. Yeah. There is, in a lot of like haunting sites. Yeah. There, it generally correlates with. Um, like un- large underground caverns and tunnels and yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so you're gonna audio engineer this? I and am say gonna because of the sound. The it's way sound incredibly travels? low resonance. Uh huh. Um, like between seven and ten hertz will can cause hallucinations. No way. Yes. Really. And so I mean, I guess for li- like to get into sound world, we can hear down to twenty hertz. Yep. Um, that's like as much as we can perceive as sound. And it's also, I mean, it's also worth noting that um, it's a, so like every octave is double, Uh huh. you know, so like 20 to 40 hertz, 40 to 80, 80 to 160. Um, so as we go lower and lower and lower, each one, each number, each hertz 
is a larger span of distance. Right. Yes. So, um, yeah, like the the seven hertz range is like significantly lower than our audible, um, uh, like what we what we perceive. Right. Okay. So wait. So seven to ten can cause hallucinations. Is that what they use when you hear about like sonic warfare and like the weird stuff where people were having like you you know how they, yeah there was the, all those articles you and I got obsessed with during the pandemic of like people experiencing stuff in cuba it was like oh um, we did not get obsessed with that you are missing i got obsessed with it oh you must have because that is total horseshit i thought we were reading a bunch of things about. no 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 not me might have been me yep (laughs) um no that is so havana syndrome Mm -hmm. is absolute total like propaganda what is it well it's it's made up by america i really have vague memories of it now so um, like one of the biggest sufferers of Havana syndrome is, I think their name, like it's Miles Teller, mm-hmm. who was like an up, like a pretty high up Trump administration official uh. who, um, he wrote the, we are the resistance inside of Trump's cabinet series of articles the resistance against Trump? The resistance against Trump, but then it turns out that, like, they didn't want to resist his, like, immigration policies or his economic policies or, um, you know, like, anything that he was actually doing, they just didn't like that he was, like, a slob. <laughs> that was what they, they you know, you read the right. articles, uh, and, and then they are, it is a little bit of, like, the deep state Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of thing because he was like a defense department and CIA guy. Um, and yeah, like during the pandemic, there was like a series of like maybe, um, maybe people are experiencing mass anxiety. Yeah. And then they would just basically like you read the stories of like a van drove off in the middle of the night and I woke up and I had a headache. And then the next day I felt off. <laughs> it was a lot of headache. Yeah. That was like a intense headaches coming out of nowhere for a lot of people, I thought, right? Well, so the thing is that it it like it's kind of along the same lines of um what is it like mass psychosis? Right. Where, where one person's reporting one person it reports it and then they're like I'm a field agent and mm-hmm. I had a headache and I woke up and I felt off. Yeah, and I mean, you and I have been working on this record, and I keep waking up um, with it, or like I go to sleep with a headache, and then I wake up and I feel off. And yeah, you're I think stressed. It's just stressed. You're yeah. stressed. You, yeah, yeah. We we have anxiety and we're uh-huh. stressed, and they're CIA agents and they are stressed. Right. <laughs> and they don't have like adequate mental health care, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe because they're all like living within a like a structure of toxic masculinity they don't want to like say that they're having a hard time because it's the middle of a pandemic right. and maybe they feel like bad That's and maybe the true they spooky. maybe they feel a little <laughs> off yeah, and <laughs> but the thing is is that no cuba isn't hitting them with a communist ray gun that makes <laughs> you feel off <laughs> okay so all of that aside Seven to ten hertz. Yeah, yeah. So tunnels. So that is a like, um, extremely low frequencies that you would not hear. Uh-huh. Havana syndrome is like high clicking sounds. So like, uh, it's a it, like it's not real. They're just like they 
they got like tinnitus because uh-huh. they're stressed out. Okay. Um, unrelated. Unrelated. I yeah. I refuse to endorse this deep state lie. Okay. Um, you heard it here. The uh, uh, extremely low frequencies that would be inaudible uh-huh. um, are known to be able to cause hallucinations. So in a lot of like very famous haunting sites, there are like these deep, deep underground like caves and shit. Yeah. And they're resonating at around that like area. Hmm. So that combined with the power of suggestion, if you're like, you know, you're you'd be able to be kind of rattled right. uh, into like seeing something. I mean, it's a it's a com- uncomfortable like claustrophobic and yeah of course we're going in with it being eerie to start um yeah but that's interesting the like uh I, I don't know i wonder uh i bet that there's like a lot you could pinpoint with spooky sites and um i mean your house in ann arbor had, there, well, there appeared was, to be some we sort of there. underground cavern there yeah i guess it's true could it affect you even if you're not you're just above it Perhaps. Yeah, that's the yeah because like You're low like getting the because resonance. low waves uh-huh. travel far. Yeah, they're big, they're long, they're yeah. physically long. Right, they long boys. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's kind of like the whole made it sound like someone was walking from my door to my bed. Well, one night maybe <laughs> is that a low wave? Is that you, low wave? Might just be a low standing wave, you know? Like, just ask. Turn on the lights, clear it out, Uh break up that standing (laughs) wave. (laughs) So, cryonics. Um, So, you know, there's the early 60s and 70s cryonics labs, and they, like, (laughs) they liquefy all the people. Uh And then when we have, like, but we do have modern cryonics facilities. Right. And then we have, like, articles that come out where someone's, like, yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. And then some wet blanket says, no, it's bullshit. You can't. Never will. But there are people that are incredibly interested in cryonics, and they are of the spooky, very wealthy variety. And they seem to be who are funding the modern cryonics movement. Hell yeah. And I do feel like there is a big difference between the 60s cryonics and this cryonics because right. it's a little more cloak and dagger like notably um like peter teal is remind me who peter teal is peter teal is the like elon musk's like mo- original money daddy original money daddy yeah the paypal guy okay he's oh. the one that actually did paypal right, right, right elon musk did another similar service and then PayPal oh. bought it out yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel is uh like uh like an evil genius. Uh-huh. Uh he's the blood boy guy. Oh, like he started in doing He has blood boys. Of, okay. He has literal blood boys. Uh-huh. And he does the Silicon Valley like he is um it's just really interesting like when people talk about like they're How do we know he has blood boys? Does he talk about having blood yes. boys? Okay. Yeah, that's like that's his whole fucking he thing. He takes the young blood, he puts it in. Yes. He's real vampire. He is a literal vampire. Is it working? How is it working out? I, I mean, he's alive. Yeah. He's doing pretty good. I mean, I wonder, is there any science behind it, or he just feels pretty rad to have some 
Well, he has his own team of scientists, you know? Uh-huh. He is a nation state. Okay. He is very, very wealthy. Uh-huh. And uh, they seem to think it works great. I wonder. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's just it's just good to know who is having blood boys and who is freezing their stuff uh, because it does- How old is he? Uh, I don't know, like 60-something. Okay, so it's getting to the- uh, it's, it's getting, getting closer we to gotta, that time. We got to pay attention uh-huh. to what's happening with this blood man. Okay, yeah. Because he's really into cryonics. How's he looking? He looks all right. at him recently? I, I, he just I looks know. all right? Like is he is he looking like I'm not looking up I'm not uh, okay I admit it I'm not just looking up pictures of Peter Thiel. You're are not? you are you pulling? I'll, I'll keep telling stories if you want to see yeah, how please, Peter please Thiel's do. looking. It's T H I E L. All right, keep telling me stories. Okay, so where this does seem to intersect, unfortunately, is Epstein World. Hmm. Okay, I mean, he wanted to kind of live forever via, like, the weird ranch where he, like, tried to... Yeah, the New Mexico ranch. Yeah. Well, that was specifically a cryonics play. Really? It I was, thought that was his creepy, like, I'm going to impregnate well, a bunch of he's gonna, women. He was going to impregnate them with his frozen brain and dick. Was Wait, the, what? Yes. I thought he was... Epstein's wait, plan was to freeze... His brain and dick, and then, like, for like make like a fuck robot out of his brain what? and dick. Why? Wait. Why was he? What? Not like. Why not? Why was he not going to alive? Bang. Well, because that's like part of the whole like the the hardware software thing. So his, because like also it's like worth noting that Epstein's thing was to get like lots of scientists, you know, uh-huh. um, uh, Stephen Hawking on a submarine. Right. You know, uh, and it wasn't, I don't think it was just a leverage thing because I got, I got really way back into the Epstein vortex again because uh-huh. I do not like how generally uninterested everyone got right away no it was it was upsetting because it was like a real conspiracy and it was real and it It was was very 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 real and it was very bad yeah very very bad but also very real and there are so many things that aren't real Mm -hmm. um and i almost feel like the whole the death of epstein and like the memification of it was like a a way of making people not look at like what was actually happening and the things that had happened and like the fact that his companies still exist Epstein's do? Yes. Like the the island and stuff? Well, he had like 5000 LLCs. Huh. Okay. And most of them still exist and still do business. They have like presidents and boards and they're doing like they're doing medical research, they have contracts with the state. Like his business empire continues to exist. Don't love that. Don't love it, right? I have an update for you on Peter Thiel yeah. and his blood boys. And and that's only that one he's 55 years old. You aged ah. him a bit and he looks 55 years old. I'm not saying um I not he, I'm not saying he looks <laughs> not, good or bad. He right, just but he looks, looks like 55. he's 55. I was expecting to look him up, and he looks like a twenty-year-old, like look at like him, full, I'm of full of fresh blood. blood. Yeah, I mean, he just looks. Maybe he feels 
maybe like a twenty. Feels great. Um, I believe that if he says it, you know. Yeah, we as we age, we like to complain about how old we feel, and if he's doing the opposite, if he's like, I feel great, maybe it's great. But he does look um his age. He looks fifty five. Well, maybe the blood boys are gonna. Maybe it's a cumulative it process. It might be an internal thing where you feel better and you don't um. You know, you got to get that Botox or something. He's just got to, if he wants to, the full package. The full package. uh, There might have to be some sort of, maybe he's just like a typical man not doing skincare. Right. You know? (laughs) Peter Thiel, get yourself a dermatologist. Stop focusing so much on these blood boys. I do wonder whether the blood is actually not doing anything and is just um, like a, like a, uh, like almost like a, um, confirmation bias thing where you, f- I, I mean, because you just got all this fresh young boy blood. I mean, what a like weird. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, it kind of feels it's like such a lore, like a vampire lore thing. Yeah. To. to but, I, but I wonder. But also, if it works really well, maybe you don't want to tell everyone about it because then you wouldn't w- everyone? Because be? it's like, what's your secret? Yeah. It's these blood boys. Uh-huh. Okay, so he's really in with he's with in with Epstein or it's interrelated it's how? It's intersecting. Okay. It's just uh, it's more like there is a web of all of these like creepy dudes, uh-huh. let's just say, that seem to be really at the at the forefront of the like let's live forever movement. Right. Which I just feel is the like it's a real sign of the times because like the 60s and 70s cryonics movement was kind of like science fiction authors and, uh, you know, like sports people and kind of like like folk heroes. OK. You know, like that's who was getting frozen. That was who was getting frozen. Like Timothy Leary was really into it. Okay. He wound up like going like, eh, I don't actually want to do it. Just shoot me off into space you know um but it was the it was kind of the uh you know the hippies yeah the they were writers and poets and like people that were just kind of interested in the future and like what computers might be like yeah and the current like and then it was kind of like ah oh whoops they went bankrupt and they just like threw all these people away um And it's starting to get like picked up again, but the the people at the front of it aren't like uh, like Arthur C. Clarke. Right. It's a vampire billionaire, uh, and uh, and Epstein. Okay. So isn't that so? What was what was their? What is the plan? Like, where does it stand? As uh, you just, they're just funding the research. They're like at the helm. They're they're like they're funding. They are they are looking to directly benefit. Uh huh. And they would like to be the ones that live forever. You know. Yeah. I wonder where's Kurzweil on this. Is he Kurzweil is taking those vitamins. He's on. He's just vitamining. Well, Kurzweil is. Uh, it's fun. It's so. I mean. Can you explain who Kurzweil is? Because that's a whole like he's like I mean I think his like biggest definition is a is he's like a futurist. Um, yeah, and 
he's an engineer too like uh, he's not he created yeah. a keyboard yeah, a keyboard yeah so he like he's involved in the music world because he created the kurzweil it's like a, a you know a keyboard that electric is actually, piano it's good yeah, it's, it's really good. good it's good um i think my dad's had one uh i like i like the kurzweil uh keyboards but he's obsessed with um he's obsessed with not dying he's obsessed with not dying um it actually all roots from because i had like i had a period where i was like he's he's a a character and um he it all roots from his father died and he right wants to bring back his father right um so he's obsessed with not dying but he's also obsessed with bringing people back to life um well, and that's, that's see, like that's nice. Root. Yeah, and, and, but like Kurzweil is quite old at this point. You know, he is. Yeah, from and that... yet, like every time you, he's so optimistic. Every time you hear him talk, he's like, "We're gonna figure it out before I die. We're gonna stop death." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna say he's just. It's like, I wonder. He just. I, he never has a quote where he doesn't think that. And it's like, as you get older and older, man, I don't know. So that's so like the Kurzweil thing is he has like a, he's living like the mega OCD life like he's he's like nutrients in nutrients out uh-huh. uh, he's measuring everything yeah you know because he is um he's very concerned <laughs> that he will miss the boat yeah. his like his feel is he that, that that we're gonna beat death soon and he's right on the edge of when when it's gonna happen yeah if he could just get a few more years then I mean which who knows who knows Kurzweil in all of my time researching, never got on an Epstein submarine. Yeah, no, that, that he's a he's, he's a, a fun nice man. He's great. My, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right, those are those are like separate universes. There's, but with the similar there's goals. There's a well, there's a similar goal, but like it's the difference between like Star Trek future and um like. I don't know any of the like shitty space operas where people are just like mining asteroids for like space Bezos, uh-huh. uh, and I just feel like that's the 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 different the generational change, um, are like Star Trek was what if we like fundamentally changed the way that humans lived life and we made life better for everybody. Right, it's probably the most positive. It future is the story. most positive future story, and it's like sometimes they have to fight a robot or something. But it's also about learning with that robot. Um, like, what was that robot's trauma? Right. Uh, and we'll we will f- exercise every single option to like bring this robot to see the good uh, within itself. You yeah, know, that's Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and also there's no money. Uh-huh. It's very important to note that in Star Trek there is no money. How do they like fuel the the system? They is have there just the replicator. Energy? Yeah, they the so every in Star Trek there are replicators mm-hmm. that um reconfigure atomic structures from like base elements. Oh. Uh and then assemble it into like fuel and food and all of that. That's and sweet. then people pursue what they want to do with, with their, their and they're not like life. conscripted into military service or uh-huh. conscripted into that they like that through technology their lives are improved mm-hmm. and no one has ownership of the replicator 
Ah, uh, it's not like w- the replicated yes. creator is actually running planet Earth. There are no IP laws in uh-huh. Star Trek. And um, it's not actually like a huge horror. Like, no, it's going like, but what about the man who invented the replicator? They go like, oh, the man who invented the replicator was a very good man. And uh-huh. we really appreciate that it exists. Yeah. There's no <laughs> money in Star Trek. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> When we, in our current, like, future visions of the future, there's no one writing, like, and then there was no money. They're like, what if there was more money in space? <laughs> what, if there, what if there was even more? And what if my brain and cock flowed through the universe uh, forever? Yeah, that does seem to be the prevailing It, it does seem goal. to be the prevailing goal. Uh-huh. And it is bad. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, I would even say not the best. spooky. <laughs> is that is that the spookiest story of them all that we're going to leave this podcast on? Um, the spooky, spooky billionaire brain and cock uh, eternally <laughs> flowing through the universe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, that does sound pretty scary. So. Um, we have not really talked about a band, but I do want to mention uh, one band that I've been checking out. Um, they're a little too big, I think, for us to do a full episode on them because we're uh-huh. trying to cover music that's not getting enough attention. But the band Palm um, put out a really cool record I've been listening to. So um, if you if you, this is a, a very brief. This mention. is a Krinsky recommendation. Done, this is just a rec. Um, no deep dive on them because um, there's probably enough press for too you know, famous. Yeah, too I, famous. They could go throw their brain and cock into the universe. <laughs> but uh, if you're looking for some good music, uh, give them a listen. Palm. All right. Uh, this has been I Don't Heart Radio. If you have music you want us to talk about next week, we're back on it. We're back on the regular schedule. We're back from the show, um, and we'll be covering some new bands that you uh, that are hopefully uh, you know are under the radar, but really good music. And if you have if you know a band that should be on the podcast, please write us at I Don't Heart Radio Pod, pod. at gmail Subject line. Is it space cock? It is space okay, cock. Yeah. Well, subject line space <laughs> cock. Please uh, send some music our way. How could you be so cool?